Welcome to Chat NDT with ASNT, a podcast from the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing. I'm Debbie Siegler, the host of the podcast. It's no secret that women have traditionally been underrepresented in the NDT industry. The latest materials evaluation readership demographics show that women make up just 4% of ASNT's members, which is why I'm excited to speak with four women who are currently serving on the ASNT Board of Directors. Each has unique skills and perspectives to bring to the board, and during our conversation, we discuss their NDT careers, what they hope to accomplish during their terms, the importance of mentoring, and more. Joining me are Stacy Cody, who is the Director of Account Management for Acuron, Cindy Finley, who is co-founder of UTEC Scientific Instruments, Emily Peliquin, Director for Global Advanced Product Support for Evident Olympus, and Shana Tellez, who is the Global Customer Solution Center Performance Leader at Waygate Technologies. The first person you'll hear after me is Emily, followed by Cindy, then Stacy, and finally Shana. Um, thank you so much for joining me at Chat NDT with ASNT. How did you get your start in your NDT career? All right, so I got my start in NDT. Um, actually, uh, some people know this because I also have a podcast and I talk about this quite often, but I started in welding. So I was a welder for a few years and then um, really liked it. It was it was fine, but ended up uh, hurting myself at some point. Then it was also a very repetitive uh, job and I needed something just a bit more mentally challenging <laughs> and uh, found out about NDT, uh, NDT uh, through school and uh, from welding school. And uh, yeah, decided to investigate a bit more and uh, went to NDT school and just absolutely loved it. And yeah, that was it from welding to NDT. Emily, when you say NDT school, what was NDT school? Yeah, so I went to uh, Central Piedmont Community College in uh, North Carolina. So I moved from Canada to, um, to North Carolina to specifically for that. And so, yeah, the the teacher over there gave me a, a tour of the class and uh, showed me a few uh, NDT methods. And, uh, uh, you know, I remember magnetic particles and I remember he showed me some PT really quickly. And I was like, yeah, that's I've done PT before on my own welds, uh, but never, never seen UT, never seen RT, n- none of that. And so uh, so when I've learn about the other ones is like oh there's much more to it than i thought there would be and i think there was also that you know the the uh, knowing that it's not just one method and one thing and then you stick to that it's just it can continue to evolve and you can continue to learn through that um that that's really what sounded interesting at least at first uh about uh about studying ndt so i fell into i fell into the ndt business by pure accident um Mine was through mergers and acquisitions with a background in accounting, ended up coming to work for a small family owned business that opened an 
their own NDT shop to really support their welding, uh, their welding company, because the NDE company that they were using ended up filing bankruptcy. So um, it created an opportunity for me to come in and really just be their office manager uh, for a brand new startup company. I was, I believe, the third person on the payroll and started working for them before the ND company, NDE company was even incorporated. So pretty interesting. I learned so many aspects of the business, opening just a brand new business, learned so much about the methods. I helped write the, um, you know, I had to review the quality manual and all the procedures for really typos and errors, things of that sort. So part of my job was understanding and reading reading every single procedure that we had for every different method that we were offering. So I uh, learned a little bit about NDE, just enough from the technical side to be dangerous. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I've never, you know, just to be be very transparent and honest, I do not have any certifications in NDE. I'm more on the business side and uh, on the commercial aspect of the NDE business. But I love it. It has provided a, a wonderful life and a great profession. And I've met so many wonderful people throughout my 20, 22 year career in NDE and uh, couldn't imagine doing anything else now. I think Debbie, my story is a little bit similar to Stacy's. I, um, you know, I had gone, I had gone to school for industrial engineering. I had interned for GE. I went to work for GE rail. Um, I worked out in the field. I managed, you know, a whole team of, you know, union employees that were doing maintenance on locomotives. Um, and then I had an opportunity, um, GE had just acquired, um, the inspection technologies business, you know, now Waygate. Um, and one of the guys that I had worked with out in, you know, rail field services became the first plant manager, you know, at the facility in Lewistown. And he called me one day and said, Hey, you want to come here and, and, you know, and run the supply chain unit. So I ended up coming, coming back from California to, to Pennsylvania and, um, you know, started on the supply chain side of, you know, x-ray and ultrasound equipment um, and, you know, started to learn more about it and learned that it would have been really helpful to have known a lot more about NDT when I was at the railroad um, doing maintenance, but, you know, learned a lot. Now I've been with, you know, the NDT business for 17 years. I've spent most of my time on the radiography side, you know, like Stacy, I don't, I don't have any certifications, um, spent a lot of time in sort of product management, product development, um, trying to bring new technology, you know, to the industry on the x-ray side. Um, but, you know, it's been fun, but again, kind of sort of by accident by, you know, through different business steps that ended up introducing me to it. And I remember a lot of people, I think in the industry know, know Mr. Johnny Gibson, but I remember Johnny Gibson told me when I first joined the business, he told me NDT is like the hotel California. He said, you can, you can come, but you can never leave. And, um, I didn't think that that was real, but 17 years later, he's, he's probably right. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. I like that hotel California. <laughs> leave it you can check money. in, but you can never leave. <laughs> exactly. Check right. in anytime you want, but you can never leave. <laughs> well done. My um, introduction to NDT was really a bit more calculated because we had established a company and we were developing a high-end ultrasonic pulsar receiver for Ontario Hydro here in Ontario. And we felt that it was important to learn about this industry. So we started with the Canadian Association 
and um, I put two sentences together coherently. And so then next thing you know, I was the secretary of the association and then moved up very quickly through the ranks there. And so then it just made sense to move that knowledge and experience on to our counterparts in the United States. So that brought me to uh, my involvement on the board. But uh, I did, in the early days, I did do my UT level one because I thought it would be very interesting to know the basics of ultrasonics since that's really where we focus on. So I did that. So I'm certified with a UT level one, but it's very old. So I'm sure I'm not certified anymore. So, but I understand a little bit about it. Um, and like, like uh, Shauna said, Hotel California, you get in, you can't get out. <laughs> and actually you don't really want to get out because there's always mm -hmm. something new and interesting coming down the pike. So I have a multi-part question and what's it like being a woman in the field of NDT and what advice do you have to share with other women who are either in the field or might be interested in entering the field of NDT? You know, from my perspective, like I, I've sort of spent my whole life, right, hanging out with, you know, hanging out with guys, even from, you know, high school, went to college, went to engineering school, you know, again, predominantly sort of male at that point. I worked at the railroad first, right? So kind of seeing a common theme here. Um, so, you know, I personally love it. I obviously knew what I was getting into and I think maybe deliberately, you know, chose, chose that path. Um, I think... I think there's a lot of, you know, positives and negatives, um, you know, to being a female. I mean, we go to trade shows, we go to different industry conferences, and we're one of, you know, five, ten kind of females that we're, get, we're becoming more, um, you know, at those shows. I think it's very, you know, I always tell the young ones, it's very interesting, right? The first time you're at a show, you know, people come and talk to you because you're different, and they notice that you're different, and they come talk to you because you're a female, but you know, you choose why they talk to you the second time, right? You, you kind of have an advantage that, that people, you know, people notice you, they talk to you, they give you a chance the first time. And again, you choose, do they, do they remember you because you wowed them because you, you know what you're talking about? Um, you know, and they see that you can add value to the industry or, you know, do they not come talk to you the second time or do they talk to you the second time because of different reasons? So I think, you know, it's kind of what you make of it. You have to understand, you know, I think what you signed up for that you are working in a male dominated industry and, you know, there's a lot of good and bad and, you know, you get to be one of the, one of the diversity of, 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 of sort of thought positions on it. So, I mean, for me, it's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been a theme that I've lived through my whole life of choosing paths that end up there. Yeah, very similarly to Shana, I've always, of course, you know, with the welding, I was often the uh, only woman in the room as well. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's something that I think I've gravitated towards without really knowing. And, and NDT was the same way where um, definitely much more male than female. And I think that the latest stat was on this was that in 1977, we had 3% in the industry. And in, I think the, the last one is was 2016 or something like that, but we had 
4%. So we're still far from being where, where we need to be. Um, but yeah, you know, same, same thing. I, I do see sometimes some benefits, sometimes some uh, limitations, really, uh, to be frank, about uh, to, to be being a woman in this industry. But overall, I think that even if it is uh, very, you know, male-dominated industry, uh, I think that the males in this industry are very open to seeing more women. It's, I, I just think it's a problem of, of uh, letting women know that it exists. Uh, in general, it's a problem of letting people know that NDT exists because it's such a hidden it's such a hidden uh, gem, uh, NDT is, you know. But um, but yeah, the the more people uh, start to, to to know about it, I think women should know that it's a a field that it, it's very. Um, I think it's a good field for women. We have uh, uh, typically a bit more, you know, attention to details and things like that that can benefit us a lot uh, in in this field as an inspector or elsewhere. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's it has its challenge sometimes just because of being outnumbered, uh, as Shana mentioned. But uh, but overall, I think we are a fairly open industry, and uh, it's it's really just because the women don't know about it yet, <laughs> but it's coming. Yeah, I, I think similar to what Shana and Emily were saying, you know, there's there's no doubt that uh, being a woman. Uh, has its challenges in this male-dominated world and this industry, but I think we can all say we've we've felt and had to deal with some unconscious bias. I think there's stereotyping, so, stereotyping sometimes that we have to deal with. Um, there's a lot of difficult expectations to live up to. Um, just one, being a leader in this industry, and then two, being a female. I mean, you can look at that both professionally and personally. You know, women are looked at as their they're the caretaker in a family. So how do you balance, you know, home, home life and work life? Uh, what does that balance look like? So sometimes I think that um, being a female in this industry, you can look at that as a barrier, but there's a lot of strategies um, that we can employ to overcome those. And I believe a lot of that is effective communication, effective communication with your employers, with other leaders, female leaders that we have to Shana's point, you know, a lot of women come up to her at conferences, and I've always admired all the females that are on this uh, on this call today. Look for somebody that you can have as a mentor. Understand what leadership programs are out there. Cultivate relationships with other females in this industry, and they will help give you some feedback um, to how you can overcome some of the barriers. And I think Emily said something really well, too, is just promoting, I think, a qual- promoting equality in this industry is something that is important. Letting females and women know that you can, there is a great career here. And just because you may show up to a conference or go to an NDT meeting, and you may be the only woman with a hundred males, don't get, don't shy away. Don't get scared. Continue to go. And I think ASNT is doing a fantastic job of promoting equality um, very strategically just with the WEN committee. Uh, That WEN is the women in NDT. So, and we see that in a lot of organizations 
and other societies similar to ASNT that are starting to promote the equality and uh, try to draw females. Well said, Stacy. I never really thought that much about it being a male-dominated industry because as a business owner, life was generally male-dominated. I just, I just think it is what it is and we just need to, yes, encourage more women to get involved. And sometimes women don't want to get involved and we don't need to push them if they don't want to. Sometimes they know that this is not for them. So, um, but we need to let them know about it and let them make that decision. So one of the advice that I've heard recently uh, during, it was actually at the API uh, conference here in San Antonio, where uh, there was a woman event. And uh, one of the advice they gave there was to give back the awkwardness. And at first I was like, what are they even talking about? (laughs) But um, the more they were explaining, the more it made sense to me. And I've realized that I've, I've, I've done this, uh, in the past, but without really realizing what what it was. Uh, but basically, what they were were saying is that sometimes in some industry more than others, but it can be difficult. And uh, and um, men might be bringing uh, something that they they're not they're not aware that they are being awkward uh, with providing a certain comment. But there is awkwardness there. For example, you know, uh, it can be about something that is very specific to to being a woman. Like, oh, don't you have to, I don't know, go back home a bit earlier to prepare prepare dinner? Something like this. You know, like we've heard all kinds of stuff, of course. But like, let's say a, a sentence like this. It brings some, it's an awkward moment. It's like, well, you know, no, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here at work. You know, I'm focused on what I'm doing. Why would I have to more than you or, you know, something like that? But it, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be, uh, you know, yes, there's, there's nothing to be um, ashamed of, but put that back to the person who had that awkward comment. So basically it's just saying like, Hmm, no, why would you say that though? You know, it's just bringing the awkwardness back and and stating that it's an awkward moment. You don't have to stay in it on your own and and just laugh, laugh, uh, you know, uncomfortably or anything like that. This is not, but why would you say that to me though? And not to another guy or not to something like that. So that's, that's one example uh, that that is just uh, you know very uh, uh, a light example, but it can apply to a lot of things. So just to make sure that you're not as a woman sitting or as a minority really sitting in that awkwardness. If it made you uncomfortable, just point it out. You know, just mention it and and give back the awkwardness to the person who've created that awkward moment. I thought that was a very good advice, and if we were doing more of that in a polite and respectful way, I think there would be a little less awkward moments because then we go, huh? Yeah. Why, why did I say that? Sorry. You know, it would make it very uh, obvious, you know, and that's, that's the only purpose for, for doing this. I like that advice. I think that Emily's correct on that as what I say to the younger girls in our midst is we make an assumption that the guys know that what they said was inappropriate, but they don't. So nine times out of 10, they don't realize what they said was maybe even wrong. 
So just give them the chance. Just say, I don't think that that was appropriate. And they'll go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I never even thought about that. So give them the benefit of the doubt. If they then carry on inappropriately, fair game, ladies, go for it. <laughs> Have there been any significant barriers in your career in NDT? I think, no, I would say no, but I think you can knock those barriers down by staying focused on your goals, both professionally and personally, and effectively communicate what your goals are, have open communication, you know, with your, with your employer and let them know this is what you want to do. This is how you want to achieve it. Address any challenges that you may have. And, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of ESG programs, things of the sort to promote equality and uh, j just stay focused on your goals. Don't let anything hinder you from achieving them. Um, and, you know, I think you can easily knock down any barriers that come down, come your way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't feel like I've really faced a lot myself either, or maybe haven't really looked at them, you know, as a barrier, more as a hurdle or something you have to get over or get around. But I mean, I think a lot of us are really fortunate that we, you know, work for good companies or own our own company in Cindy's case that, um, that, um, you know, have supported us or are very supportive of females in general and have similar, you know, women's networks or things, you know, like Wynn does for ASNG. Um, so I think I've always felt, always felt very supported, you know, from my own company. And then I would say from the industry, I mean, again, we talked about it earlier, but we have a lot of really great guys in our industry mm -hmm. as well, who have been amazing supporters who, you know, propped us up, taken us under their wings and really highlighted the fact that, you know, that we were adding value, that we knew what we were doing technically, um, and brought us along, introduced us to people, sponsored us, you know, with other customers or, or clients. Um, uh, so, I mean, for me personally, I don't, I never feel like anything was a barrier, maybe more of a hurdle occasionally, but again, you know, take advantage of, you know, the sponsors and the great, um, the great people that we have in these industries and the great companies that we work for. Yeah. You know, Shana, you do say something. I don't want this, you know, to come across as a you know man bashing or anything like that. <laughs> I can tell you all my mentors, uh, you know, and I think the advice that I said earlier for you know, younger females coming into this business is to reach out to leaders that are females. But my mentors and the leaders that I looked up to in this industry have all been male. And I am inspired by them and they motivate me and they challenge me. And I have so much respect for there's just a, a number of them. I can't even list them all. No, I think it makes sense. If we're a male-dominated industry, we need to count on those men to encourage us, to push us that extra bit, to tell us that we can do it if we're not sure that we can. And we have to be grateful for that. Agree. And, you know, we don't, just need more women in the field of NDT. I think we need just more uh, allies, you know, really. Uh, and so it doesn't have to be a woman to be your mentor, uh, but but as long as they have your back, uh, as both Shana and, and Stacy said as well, you know, that's that's really uh, the important part is knowing that 
they'll support you that if something's going wrong you know you can go to them uh, yeah and i've been very fortunate to have both uh in in our company you know both female and male uh mentors and uh and yeah that that helps a lot but it's true uh, definitely there is male mentors out there uh, allies that can really help us uh, uh you know reaching our goals so what has been this uh rather what has inspired you to join the ASNT board? You know, part of the reason, you know, I talked about, you know, males who've been huge sponsors of mine and taking me under their wings, you know, help me to launch products to get the right, you know, the right meetings, the right forums. And I look at, you know, the current leadership of ASNT, you know, with John Iman and Danny Keck, and they were two of those people for mm-hmm. me, right? Who, you know, took me under their wings, took this, you know, poor, this, this poor little girl who was new to the industry and, you know, put me in front of, you know, the right people to make the right technical pitches to try the right products. And, you know, when they called me and said, Hey, you know, we think we need your skill set on the board, you know, it was my turn. I looked at it as kind of my turn to repay the favor to them and into the industry. If again, if the industry thought that, that I could add value, you know, through, I guess the election process and, and looking at that. So, um, that's, I guess for me, that's, you know, when they came calling, I, I felt like mm-hmm. it was, it was a time to give back. Awesome. Yeah, Shana, I would, I say the exact same thing. So I, you know, I'm also inspired by those others and um, inspired of someone who's can point out possibilities that maybe I had not considered or thought I could even attain. And to your point, John Iman and Danny Keck are just two of the most influential and instrumental uh, mentors that I've had and they've challenged me and they've pushed me and uh, they have, they have taught me so many things and which has created a passion for the society and for the field of NDT. And I think joining the board, you know, we all want to make a difference um, and we are, we want to attain the goals and the visions that we have in, in our strategic plan and if anybody knows me, I never back down from a challenge. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know that, ask John Iman, he will tell you. Um, but I think joining the board is, and being surrounded by a, by so many people with so many different skill sets, our board is diverse. And it, for me, it's an opportunity to give back to those that gave to me and an opportunity to continue to, to give back to others and um, mentor and create that same passion in others. Yeah, for me, the ACNT, you know, I've been trying to be involved since very early on, actually, as a ACNT student uh, chapter that we had in North Carolina. So I was the the chair for that chapter for a while. And so I always tried to advocate for NDT as much as I could, be very vocal about this field once once I found about it, you know, (laughs) and... um, and so when I when I joined the company I work for now, when I joined Olympus, uh, my bosses were really open in keeping that working for me. Like, you know, that if you want to be an advocate, go for it, basically. Um, you know, Karen Smith, that most of you know as well. And my direct boss, uh, Stephen Berube, you know, they, they provided me for all kinds of tools you know basically you know i said hey i would love to start a podcast go for it i would like to provide presentations for schools to you know talk for um you know girls in in high school or even like in uh in universities go for it you know they've always been very open about that uh, and of course when 
So I had the podcast. I invited John Iman on the podcast. We ended up, you know, talking a lot. And um, he also is the one who talked me into looking into the ASNT board of directors. And, uh, and of course, you know, that immediately since I, I've been trying to be an advocate for, for the field uh, that speak to me really quickly. And I just was lucky that, again, you know, my bosses were very open to that, uh, to, to, to me taking time uh, out of my days uh, to, uh, to, to provide that and to do this. And so, yeah, that's, that's how it happened for me. Excellent. Um, why did I get what, what, well, I guess the question is, why did I get involved? What inspired um, you to get what, to join? What, what, what yeah, was the what inspiration? I think, I think, I think, I think the men inspired me, to be honest with you, um, because uh, when I originally joined the board, I was the one woman at the time. I was the one Canadian at the time, and I felt that it was important that we bring different faces and voices to the board. So I am a big advocate of thinking outside the box. I do it all the time. Um, and I thought that we had a lot of people who thought the same way. And it was time that we get some people on the board who think a different way. Just even if the answer is still the same, at least somebody's looking at it. And what I see now is the board is looking amazing and we've got a lot of people thinking outside the box and we're going great places. So I'm excited. So my next question builds on that, on your excitement, what would you like to see the board accomplish while you are serving on it? The comment that I made to my the girl here in my office is that with COVID and our meeting online, I feel like we're getting a lot more done than we used to get done because we used to meet maybe four times a year, if we were lucky, six times a year, definitely. But now we can meet monthly, bi-monthly, and it seems to me that things are moving really quite quickly. As an older person on the board, Sometimes it feels like it's moving too quickly, um, but but it's looking good. And what do I want to accomplish? I want to accomplish some good, solid progress on the advocacy part of our strategic plan. I want to get the word out there, like Emily was saying, let people know that we exist. Let's get the young people involved. Let's talk about it. That's what I'd like to see happen. I mean, I feel like, I mean, for me, obviously, I'm very new to it. It's only a few months in, but looking at kind of the strategic plan that, you know, the previous board put together, you know, I think it's it's very aggressive. It's very inspiring um, in terms of, I think, where ASNT wants to go to better serve, you know, the community, you know, the community, um, you know, that's involved and better advance kind of the industry of NDG. Um, so, you know, I hope that we can, you know, help facilitate some of those changes, support those change or support those strategic initiatives, um, you know, and approve some of the right, you know, the right funding, the right, um, you know, resource spend um, to accomplish those goals. So I think, I mean, for me, it's, 
you know, a couple months in, I think, as it is for Emily and Stacy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still learning a lot, but, you know, to support those aggressive initiatives, I think so that, again, the community is better served and maybe more attractive for the next generation. Yeah, same, same on my end. So, of course, the advocacy for me, that was always the important part, uh, reaching out more to fields that are in STEM or fields that are uh, also in science or engineering or any technical, but to let them know uh, about what NDT is, because that's really what we lack right now. You know, people listening to this podcast, most of them know that when they talk about what they do for a living, people will go, huh, what's that? (laughs) Um, We we face that very often. So the the goal is, of course, to to make uh, the, the society, to make ASNT, but also the field of NDT in general being better known out there Uh, and uh, also you know to be uh, able to bring the society uh, further like uh, I mean by that uh, physically or uh, um, on the globe you know to to be able to expand uh, that's that's something that uh, will seem to be very prone to do and very aggressive in doing which is which I think is great and so um, so yeah that's going to be very important going forward and that's what I wish uh, we'll be able to accomplish during the, the time on the board. Yeah, I mean, I would sentiment those those same comments. It's um, to the point, it's still new for me as well. I'm still learning quite a bit, but exposure and awareness of the NDT field and industry is going to help us to create those steps to achieve our goals. Um, the advocacy program, I think, is going to be extremely instrumental um, to supporting some of the policies and the pillars that we've put in place you know, and like Shana said, ensuring that I think the board lives up to our fiduciary duty to protect our our assets and our members' investment. So, you know, I think we have a responsibility to represent and make sure that our members are gaining value from our society. And so we want to make sure that um, we are doing our utmost to uh, provide our members uh, the right path and direction and continue to provide opportunities for recruiting and retaining them and uh, drawing additional volunteers. So you've all mentioned the strategic plan and I did have a question um, and it is which of the six strategic plan pillars resonates with you most and how do you plan to help achieve the pillar? For our audience who may not be familiar with ASNT's strategic plan pillars, I'm going to read the pillars. Number one, expand and improve our certification portfolio. Number two, improve the value of membership by providing essential content and engagement experiences. Number three, create pathways and resources for the entry, performance, and advancement of the non-destructive testing workforce. Number four, advance the field of non-destructive testing by being an effective advocate. Number five, implement a regional growth strategy. And finally, number six, expand research and scholarship in non-destructive testing. Debbie, for your question, so which one, personally, I think I answered a little bit that already, but uh, for me, focusing on the pillar number four, uh, which is, you know, again, uh, the advance uh, uh, advance the field of non-destructive 
non-destructive testing by being an effective advocate. Uh, so again, you know, that means um, speaking uh, about uh, what NDT is out there, going and reaching out to uh, maybe some schools, uh, high schools even, you know, as early as possible, I think, because we've realized, you know, we went to uh, already to, to universities. And at this point, you know, it's pretty set in their mind what they want to do or where they're going with, um, you know, their engineering uh, or uh, other uh, wherever they decided, even in welding, but um, but you know, in high school, being being aware of what that means, what NDT means, what it is, that it's a, a possibility for a career that you can do multiple methods or just one or two if you want to. Uh, so all of this, you know, uh, just uh, it's it's all around us. We all know this, you know, being in the field that NDT is you know, literally everywhere uh, mm-hmm. where we look uh, for our safety. Uh, but but yet it's not well understood how we provide uh, that testing and those inspections. So number four for me is very important. Uh, and as I mentioned, you know, the number six as well. So the expand uh, the research and scholarship in non-destructive uh, testing as well as uh, the the growth, the overall uh, regional growth, you know, making sure that uh, we are, um, you know, just expanding where we have a, an impact and, uh, and where we can provide the benefits of being an ASNT member. And I'm like, Emily, I, I agree with the advocacy. I think the more people that know about us, the more these other pillars will take care of themselves because mm-hmm. we will get more members, we will get happier members, and we will get more active members, and we will then have foundations, we will have regional growth, we will have membership value, but we got to get the word out there. Agree, Cindy. Yeah. I think for me, too, it's a little bit of, you know, when you talk about like the second and third pillars combined too, is making sure that, you know, we're adding enough value, right. To the members and making sure that we're, you know, creating, um, you know, creating opportunities for people, making sure that people understand what the career paths look like and understand that this can be a career. You know, it's not just, you know, an entry level job as an inspector, there's way more, you know, to do way more to go and, and how important it is. So, um, I think that those are those are also essential, but I think they all sort of nicely tie together and blend together to, you know, again, make sure that there's more awareness for our industry, how important it is, and, and we're able to recruit and retain talent. Perfect. Thank you. Um, what role has AS&T played um, in your career? Honestly, it didn't just play a role in my career. It played a role from from the very early on where where I didn't even know if it was going to be a career for me. So again, as I mentioned, I was uh, the chairperson for the uh, ASNT uh, North Carolina Student Club and or student chapter. And you know, this have that I, I didn't know back then how much it would have an impact on everything else. So if I have an advice to give whoever is listening to this, if you can get involved, get involved. <laughs> it's, it's changed, it's changed a lot of things for me. So from the people that I've, that I've met, uh, from, you know, just the, the, the close relationship that you build from, you know, even presenters, like we were trying to get, you know, people to talk about, uh, what they're doing. And so they would come in and meet the students and, 
organ- organizing those kinds of events uh, have led me to meet incredible people with a lot of knowledge and that became mentors even or you know or, or friends <laughs> as well um, but uh, it it got me uh, to to meet with people that are in this industry and understand how how it, it's it's a career you know that I didn't know back then if I would how, where I would go with this and it helped me being involved with ASNT to to meet people the golf tournaments all of it uh, the the fall conferences oh my god you know if you've never been to a fall conference this was um, literally life changing for me you know I had no clue the extent of this field until I went to my very first fall conference. Um, so yeah, you know, it, um, I knew I was in school for that, obviously. So I was already interested into non-destructive examination, but getting involved with ASNT really showed me the, again, the extent of what's out there, the, the, the technologies that are so different from, you know, what you might be learning in one place and, and the extent of how, how it can be with, with R&D and so on, uh, and, and the people that you're going to meet uh, being, being involved. So that's how it, uh, it played a role in my career, at least. I mean, from my perspective, I was a very, probably had a very different path than everybody else. I think everybody else has been, you know, super involved from a volunteer perspective and, you know, having different local or regional positions. Um, I kind of flipped a switch from being a consumer sort of of the ASNT product and, you know, using it, going to, you know, whether it was digital imaging conferences, you know, speaking, um, you know, using it as a platform to kind of network, meet people, like, you know, understand the technology, what's going on, you know, going to fall conferences, you know, as a vendor, being in a booth. Um, so I kind of flipped an immediate switch, I think, from going from, again, being a consumer of, of the ASMT product um, to now, you know, being the extreme version of, you know, a board sort of servant of, you know, of the community or of the members. Um, so I think my path has been, you know, again, I guess to encourage everybody else out there, like there's a lot of good good things to consume. Again, you can take advantage of the networking opportunities, whether it's at, you know, a local chapter meeting or the ASNT fall conference or, you know, one of the specific, whether it's, you know, research or, you know, aerospace or, um, you know, digital imaging, the, the more specific conferences that are, you know, have a more narrow focus. Um, you know, you can participate at kind of low levels if you're not comfortable taking, you know, big volunteer positions, but, you know, speak at these conferences, put yourself out there. It's a great time. Great. Like, I still don't like speaking publicly, but it's something I've forced myself to do. Right. I've forced myself to sign up for two presentations, you know, every year for the last 17 years. And, you know, finally it's becoming second nature or more comfortable, but I mean, use, I guess, use the tools, you know, be a good consumer of it. And then when you're ready, you know, look for volunteer opportunities, um, you know, to, again, serve in regional, local, or national levels. Yeah, I, I, that's great. And, you know, I would say that the role ASNT played in my career is um, by going to meetings, it has created an, a forum for me to increase my knowledge, increase my skills by uh, associating with individuals that had a long-standing history with ASNT, learning from them, listening to them, 
Um, and with that, it's also provided opportunities for me to have career advancement. So, you know, you'll you'll gain opportunities. You'll learn what's out in the industry. To Shane's point, you're you're going to learn technology. You're going to learn new things every single day. This is a, an industry that is constantly moving. So, you know, ASNT has been completely instrumental in uh, where I'm at and the achievements that I've had today. Well said, Stacy. I feel that I can't live up to that. Um, AST was really mostly a source of information, knowledge, um, things that I needed for my business, speaking with the membership, hearing what they wanted. So again, a source of information. So I think it's been very important and I think it's still important because I very much believe in listening to the members of the AST and hearing what they want and what they're always wanting. And it's not always the same. So I guess it's a source of information. Throughout the, our conversation, I've heard mention of mentors. So how important is it to have a mentor to grow in the NDT industry? And I know that you've, uh, as several of you have mentioned John Iman and Danny Keck. Do you want to expand on who's been your role model or even your leadership mentor in the NDT field? And maybe even not in the NDT field, but they've um, been a mentor to you um, in the business sense. For me, mentorship is always, I, I, I feel like sometimes we put too much pressure on it and we want it to be like too formal or a very formal thing. Um, for me, I think some of my most successful ones have been relatively, you know, informal. Um, you know, we mentioned, you know, Danny Keck and John Iman. It wasn't like we had a, you know, regular standing meeting and we met once a month and, you know, talked about specific things. You know, it was a very informal relationship kind of, you know, at the time we were working on projects together, you know, just, you know, traveling together, you know, sharing stories, those guys introducing me to different people, you know, talking about kind of what I wanted, where I wanted to go. But again, more of an informal, you know, sponsorship kind of almost, I think there's been, you know, tons of people, right, you know, within, you know, GE and now Baker Hughes for me that, you know, you've, you've looked at, you know, what they, you know, you've been inspired by something that they've done or a skill that they have and, and kind of tried to emulate it or look at it. And again, might end up in a little bit more formal conversations or just kind of, a, you know, watch, learn, emulate, you know, try to do the best you can kind of thing. Um, so I guess for me, I would encourage everybody to, you know, think about mentors from a bunch of different angles, right? There can be sponsors, there can be formal mentors, informal mentors. Um, you know, don't, don't just think you have one or two. I mean, you basically, you know, I've heard this many times, you have a personal board of directors, right? You have a person that you go to when you need advice on this, you have a person you go to when you need, you know, technical advice, or if I need commercial advice, I go here. Um, so you got to think about who, you know, who is on your personal board of directors, you know, who, who do you ask for advice on different things? Who do you turn to? Who do you go to? Um, you know, even this experience, you know, I, I reached out to Emily the other day, you know, Stacy helped me when I was first kind of, you know, getting on or getting onto the board of directors, kind of guide me and, and give me the who's who of, of ASNT. 
Um, but I think you just continue to grow, continue to add people, um, you know, to your team, right? Um, team of people that you take advice for and you're, you know, you're only as good as the, the village around you. Um, so I, I look at mentoring not necessarily as a formal thing, but as, mm-hmm. as something that you grow over time and, and there's, there's many, it takes a village. <laughs> Yeah, my, my mentoring is listening because sometimes we get so busy just doing, we don't stop to actually listen. And I think, you know, the purpose of a mentor is somebody that's going to help you grow, somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. And, you know, they really help you become the best version of yourself and achieve achieve some goals. And that usually starts with some kind of common common thread or some common interest. And um, I think throughout, throughout talking with individuals that you look up to as mentors that may have been in the business for a long time, you have a respect for them. There's a trust there. You share the same values. And, you know, to Shannon's point, there's good communication and you just find yourself in situations and settings and that just continues to grow over time. And, and you develop new relationships with individuals that, you don't realize that they're, they're a mentor in your life. And then you realize, you know, much later how impactful they were to help you grow as a person and become better. And then I think we all have an obligation to continue to pass that on to others and newer, newer ones that are entering into, um, into our, our society. Yeah, and I, I agree with everybody. I mean, this there's mentors everywhere you look at, really, in this industry, and and it doesn't have to be an official one, you know, to be to be a an effective uh, mentor. But I did mention two names earlier: Karen Smith and uh, Stephen Berube. And uh, Karen, you know, from from the standpoint of uh, a woman in business, you know, the point of view, she's uh, she's the way she interacts in, in meetings or uh, the way she presents, you know, unfazed to uh, the whole company. And, you know, she's uh, definitely an individual I, I look up to uh, and inspired to, uh, to be, you know, more, more like her, take her example for sure. Uh, and also, you know, I mentioned uh, Stephen Beerby, who's also well known in the industry uh, from a managing standpoint, you know, I've learned so much, you know, from managing my, my team, my employees, uh, with, with compassion, with, with empathy, uh, it just brings, you know, the, the trust that he has in his people shows and it, it makes it so easy to, to, uh, to feel confident and not always walk on eggs. You know, you have some managers that you feel like you're always walking on eggs around them. That's, that's far from, from, from the, the approach that he has and, and that, I think taught me how to be a better manager because of that, because the way he managed me, you know. Uh, but uh, but yes, in this industry, uh, my teachers were uh, also mentors, incredible mentors, people again uh, that I've met through uh, through the ASNT uh, uh, conferences or ASNT meetings that we had or events even. So that that would be way too long to list but but I you know again to go back to uh Shana's points you know it doesn't have to be somebody that I you know I have an official meeting with them every Monday and you are my mentor now that's that's really not what this is about it's more about um you know paying paying attention of what they're doing 
what they're doing right and try trying to apply that to uh, to the way I conduct business. I'm curious. So, in some of your stories, it seemed like you were um, that John Iman or Danny Kleck or or somebody else on on the board reached out to you to introduce the idea of you running to uh, join the board. Do you have folks on your radar that you're seeing that you'd like to reach out to and tap when the uh, next election comes around? I think for me, I look at it in the sense that our board now is very diverse, has a very diverse skill set. We have individuals that are extremely technical savvy um, from the, the technical perspective, which is needed. We have individuals that have business uh, degrees and backgrounds. We have individuals that are business owners. Uh, We have commercially minded people. So I think ensuring that as new elections come up is to look at each individual skill set and what they can offer. Um, You know, I think Cindy said it earlier, um, we've got different views and we've got different ways of going about um, executing our strategies. And having that open communication and being able to rely on each individual's strengths um, to accomplish those goals is going to be important. So continue to uh, recruit new ones that have a very diverse skill set than somebody that we may already have on the board is going to be important. Perfect. It's probably also worth sort of noting that, you know, for the people who are listening, that, you know, ASNT does have a leadership development committee that does kind of you know, exactly that look for, you know, who's out there in the industry, you know, what skills are we missing at different levels of, you know, the volunteer organization and, you know, specifically looking for people that are out there in the industry that match those skills and, you know, trying to reach out to them like we were reached out to and, and, you know, recruit them into positions that, you know, are going to help them grow, but also help us, you know, from thought leadership, you know, diversity of thought, people from different backgrounds, um, Etc. So, I mean, I do think that, I mean, I think it's something that we're all constantly looking at in our own businesses, you know, again, how do I, how do I continue to grow the team and the talent that I have? And, you know, how do I continue to recruit where I have gaps and, and, and fill those skill sets? Um, I think it's the same for ASNT. Um, and, you know, I think there's more focus on that, you know, now with, with the LDC committee and, and things like that. Is there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the listeners? Get involved. You know, I think as, as you're listening to this, I mean, don't be afraid again to reach out to, you know, formally, informally to different people that, that you see doing, doing good, you know, doing good things and, and, you know, look to, you know, look up to them, see what they're doing well, you know, try to emulate it, try to copy it. Um, Also, you know, you always talk about the good, but I mean, also watch people that are doing things that aren't, that aren't so good either. And, you know, make note of that, of what you don't want to be, um, you know, kind of keep going. And I think, you know, feel free to reach out to any of us. I think Cindy said it several times about how important listening is, you know, if you're, you know, an ASNT member or potential member, you know, reach out to any one of, any one of us, um, you know, with questions, concerns, I, I think it is our job to, to listen, um, and uh, I guess we, we, you know, from my perspective, I'd like to see, 
you know, people active and engaged and, and, and meet a lot more of the membership than I have previously. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to echo pretty much what, what has been already said, but yeah, be, be vocal. If you like your field, talk about it, uh, you know, share it with as many people as you can. Uh, nowadays, you know, on social media too, it's, it's very easy to do. It's not just, you know, the, the people that are very close to us, but the, the people who can have a, a further reach, um, get involved, uh, as others have mentioned, you know, look up where's the, the closest ASNT uh, chapter and, and, and just be there, show up, be present. Uh, you're going to meet incredible people. And, uh, and worst case, you know, if, if not, which uh, I would be very surprised, well, it's just, you know, an hour or two out of your week. And, uh, you know, at least you tried it. Uh, but and, and also reach out, you know, reach out to to people that mentors don't they're not going to they're not going to be the one calling you and, and just appearing. You know, you need to reach out to people that you think are inspiring and, and from there, uh, then you, you can create those relationships and that mentoring. But it's not just going to happen necessarily on, on its own. So do reach out when you find people in, interesting or that you think that they have somebody something that they can teach you. Thank you for listening to Chat NDT with ASNT. For more information about our organization, please visit our website at asnt.org. You can also connect with us on social media at ASNT Info on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. Chat NDT with ASNT is copyrighted by the American Society for Non-Destructive Testing, ASNT creating a safer world.